Hey everyone, it's JPC again, and this is Back in My Day, Episode 8. This week I wanted to talk about performance anxiety, which is a question I see Wahujin gets uh, frequently on stream and in Discord. Uh, I feel this question as well from time to time, just not quite as often. Uh, A couple of caveats. Once again, I'm not a professional. I do not recommend um, my experiences be used as a template for others. Uh, These are just going to be examples of what I've noticed in myself what I've done about those things and why I did them. Uh, If you're enjoying the content, obviously I would like you to like, comment, subscribe, do all the typical YouTube things. Um, It helps me out a lot and gives me a little virtual pat on the back. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to leave them below. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for watching. All right, let's get into it. First, let's talk about what is performance anxiety. I think a lot of people know what performance anxiety is. I want to talk about what I used to think it was. Um, when I played Dota back in the day, uh, I would not even want to queue. I had that much anxiety over playing. Um, and I think that it was all pre-queue. Um, once I got into a game, I really didn't have a whole lot of, of concerns back then. Uh, usually it's because I was queuing with somebody, uh, which is what I would kind of wait around for. Um, so I had a different kind of performance anxiety uh, back in the day. Now uh, with Valorant, I have zero issue queuing. Um, I will queue up. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Um, I think that there are days I don't want to play, Um, but it isn't a performance thing. It's more of, I'm just not feeling it, uh, emotionally, mentally, physically. Uh, usually it's around, do I feel up to the task? Um, versus when I was playing Dota, I literally was afraid to queue. Um, so it's kind of a, uh, a combination or a split for me between actually performing and kind of a social aspect. So when I played Dota, the last thing that I wanted to do was get into a game and um, have to deal with toxicity. So my hesitancy to queue back um, back in my Dota days was, was more of a social thing. Like I knew I sucked uh, and I knew I wasn't gonna perform well, um, but I just didn't wanna hear about how I wasn't gonna perform well. Um, They've put things in place now where you can mute um, teams. You could do that before, but you couldn't mute things like pings and stuff. So like I, you'd have somebody just ping in my entire trek across the map if I was rotating or something. Um, so it just, it didn't make it, it made it unfun that I knew I wasn't good, but um, the people I played with, uh, which were, was always solo queue when this was happening, um, were just awful and toxic. Now, uh, my performance anxiety is after I get into queue, because again, I, I don't really have uh, a concern about queuing outside of do I feel up to it. But now when I get in game, um, I hate not playing well. Uh, I hate feeling like I'm outclassed. And some of that still is dealing with kind of toxic people. But a lot of it is uh, pressure I put on myself. Um to feel, I think Wahujun referred to it as, uh, as an ego thing. It was a very interesting perspective that he had on it. Um, I want to be the best person in the lobby. I don't need to top frag. I'm okay with that. But if I am getting mentally outplayed, if I'm getting strategically outplayed, um, I feel awful and it starts to affect my gameplay in game. So what I experience now is very different. Um, 
and I lose confidence as the game goes on versus again, when I was playing Dota, um, solo queuing in Dota, my confidence was uh, low going in and I never even wanted to queue. Uh, but again, more social versus um, playing from that perspective. At least that's my opinion on it. Um, okay, so what have I done, I guess, to alleviate some of that? Um, a lot of it for me is preparation going in. Um, or knowing how to, uh, to deal with the mid round, um, mid game kind of performance. Uh, the reason that I don't feel the social pressure anymore, um, has a lot to do with confidence. Uh, I know that, um, I, I'm going to do the things that I'm going to do. And the only reason that I'm not going to perform well is because I'm being outclassed. So there's a uh, it's positive intent. Um, believe that you're going to go in. I think it's very powerful if you have the confidence going in, even if it's possible that you're going to get stopped. So before I go further than that, I I think it's important to to recognize I'm I'm plat three right. I just played this morning. This it's Sunday as I'm recording this. I lost both of my games, um, but I didn't go into either game with low confidence. Um, I know how to play. I know I know how to play my game right now, and I have a lot to work on. I know that I'm not good at this game. So in terms of like, if I play against uh, five immortals, I'm going to get stopped, right? I I know that there are plenty of people that are much better than me, but if the matchmaking is working as intended, then there should be some balance going into there, and I have faith in that balance, right? Um, I don't think I'm going to get a Smurf every game. Uh, against me, I don't think I'm going to get a cheater. I don't think I'm going to get a stream sniper. I think a lot of the confidence of, of hitting the Q button is in that mental preparation, that um, belief in myself. What I have to do then next is um, find ways to recover from the mid-game confidence on uh, pressures and performance pressures. And I think that is, uh, there's a couple of things. One of it is subconsciously. Um, I'll talk a little bit about visualization that I try to do. And the other one is just, you know, breathing techniques or relaxation techniques. Um, so I'll kind of go into, uh, into those things. Um, visualization, um, for those that don't know, um, it's creating like detailed mental images of yourself performing. Um, vis uh, visualizing yourself succeeding, right? And you're actually training your brain to, brain to believe that it's uh, it's possible. Um, anyway, it helps reduce anxiety going in and it, it does increase confidence. So I, the first time I heard about this, I don't even remember how old I was, but um, Wayne Rooney, who is a retired European footballer um, who used to play for Manchester United for anybody who doesn't follow sports ball. Um, he would visualize the night before games, um, him scoring, um, him getting hat tricks, him doing some, you know, massive bicycle kick. He would visualize it. And one of the things that about, and I'll kind of talk about it right now is, is about being specific. Uh, so here, so a couple things about visualization, I'll kind of go back into the Wayne Rooney thing. Um, uh, be as specific as possible about your, uh, your visual visualization. The more detail you can add, the more powerful it can be. Um, you see yourself succeeding in those situations and um, it can help, again, subconsciously push you through that. 
um, always make them as positive as possible. And I'll, I want to come back to this as well because the, this is a challenge that I have. Um, focus on things that you want to happen, not things that you don't want to happen, right? And it's, I think that's extremely important for that. Repeat the visualization. Um, the more you practice it, the more you do it, the more effective it can be. Um, and then um, look to visualize different situations. Um, and I'll come back to this a little bit as well. So I'll go back to the, the Wayne Rooney example with the, the specific as possible, as detailed as possible. He would um, go to the staff before um, uh, the night before or whatever the day before and always um, verify what color jersey his team was playing, what, which version, as well as what the, uh, the opponents were, were, were wearing. He was trying to find out who was um, playing, who was expected to start, who was uh, you know, injured or not injured or, or whatnot. Were they going to play their normal keeper? Were they going to play their normal defenders? Um, he would try to get as much information as possible to visualize the night before all these things. And he attribute a lot of his success to that. And, and again, it makes sense. It's one of the reasons that I started doing this. Um, if I talk a little bit about the um, positive um, visualizations and why that's a struggle for me. So the reason that's a struggle for me is I will think about, I can visualize whatever um, uh, strafing, taking my time, right? I, I try to focus on mechanics versus other things. I'll go into that in a second as well. I try to focus on mechanics. I try to focus on um, 1v2 type of um, fights, 1v3 type of fights, um, type of things. And that's it's stressful for me. Um, I shouldn't say stressful. It's difficult for me to maintain positivity there because I also go back and remember the last time that this happened and it didn't work out. So in the middle of my visualization, I start thinking about times I failed doing it. And that's one of my biggest struggles with visualization. Um, I tend to um, use my experiences when I'm doing these things and it creates a um, complication, right? I, I, you, I need to think about the successes and ignore those things. So the challenge, um, the hardest part for me with, with Valorant and doing this with Valorant is um, I don't know what map I'm going to get, right? So you automatically remove that detail out. I don't know what opponents I'm going to get, uh, which agents or whatever. So that removes that detail. Um, I don't know what agent I'm going to play because they play different agents on different maps. So depending on uh, the map I get, I, I can't visualize uh, those things, which means I also can't visualize using utility and things like that. So what I try to focus on when I do visualization is taking my time when doing gunfights, um, aiming for the head, not panicking. Cause I can just fill in, you know, kind of phantom bodies within that. Uh, so I don't have to worry about, was it a Phoenix or was it a jet or whatever? Um, it's just a, a phantom body, um, in a scenario. And that helps me out a lot. Take my time. Um, again, there's deterioration over the course of a game that I have to figure out, but that's one of the reasons that my practices, I think, go well, because I, I imagine that with my practices, and then I imagine that with um, my DMs. I visualize it for DMs, and then I visualize it for games. So I think it's powerful. I think there are limitations to it when it comes to video games. 
of course, but it is still very, very powerful to try to um, uh, implement. Um, if, you, if you can find the, the, the right ways, uh, I think, to do it. Um, I also want to talk about um, so, so breathing techniques. So what I do between rounds is I try to reset my brain. I reset my brain by trying to do breathing when I can. And again, when I remember it. So the struggle for me and why it doesn't always work is um, uh, I sometimes will forget I'm so focused on what's the next thing to do and, and I won't think about breathing and I'm not thinking about my confidence levels and I just kind of move on. It also kind of just de deteriorates over the course of the game. So this is something I'm still struggling with, but when I do it, it works. Um, and there's a couple different things. You can look them up. There's, there's um, uh, diaphragmatic uh, breathing, um, using your diaphragm. Um, it, let's see here. I kind of looked it up a little bit. The uh, da, 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 da. So it's hard to do this one. Yeah, uh, it's hard to do this one because typically you want to be laying down. Um, uh, I will lean back in my chair when I try to do this one. Um, I didn't realize that's what it was called and that's what I was doing, but I, I will try to do diaphragmatic uh, box breathing, um, counting to four. So this is something that I've always done. Um, there was a book. I will try to remember to put it in the description. Uh, Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. Um, he talks about a style of breathing, a style of meditation that is uh, based off box breathing, or at least uses box breathing. I shouldn't say based off of. Um, and it's just about you're basically uh, counting to four uh, in, counting to four, hold it, counting to four, release. Um, try to slow everything down. Um, it's for meditation. It's very good. Um, and if you have multiple seconds, um, it's really good to do between rounds uh, when you can do it. Um, and then there's alternate nostril breathing. Um, you know, lie on one side, breathe. Whatever. I actually saw this on, was it Positive Gaming? Positive Gamers um, uh, stream uh, once. So this is very, again, you can't lay down while you're playing, but if you can find ways to find some combination of laying down or leaning back or whatever it is, uh, but breathing techniques have helped me when I remember to do them. Um, you, know, you can look these guys, these things up. Uh, I think they're very helpful for uh, when you remember and being mindful of kind of your, your confidence levels. Um, I think it's very powerful. Um, and then the last thing here, I think, um, after talking about kind of what I do in preparation um, or try to do when I remember to do them. The last thing here is, is positive self-talk. So um, again, I'll try to remember to put it in the description, but um, the inner game of tennis. So there's a very good kind of description about how we talk to ourselves and how that can impact us. Uh, so if you, um, again, I'll put it in the description, but if you can remember, or if you can check out the inner game of tennis, have you not actually read it before? some very good kind of how we talk to ourselves and, and what it means to be positive to yourself and what that can do. And in high level, I know I'm not going to do this justice, just like every other time I try to talk about things, but one of the things that they talk about and I thought was very good is you kind of have two parts of you, uh, of you that are performing. You have the part of you that's um, 
subconsciously going through the motions of what you remember to do and uh, right the, the strafing um, shoot burst uh, sorry burst move burst and how you do those things and if you fail doing it if you verbally go ah oh, what the, what the fuck's wrong with you you know if you tell yourself that you did poorly um, that makes it more difficult for your subconscious to perform better the next time um, again they describe this much with much more detail and much better um, uh, examples and whatnot. But if you verbally get down on yourself, it actually can make it harder for you to subconsciously perform um, because that's the part of you that has to perform. You should not be thinking about your gunfight. You should be thinking about um, where you want to, to, to go next, right? You have an active part and an, and an inactive part. I don't know if that's right either. Uh, conscious and subconscious. Again, I'll go back to that. But when I'm in the middle of a fight and I see two people, I'm not thinking about how to fight. My hands should be doing what I've practiced doing all along. And if I don't do it well enough, that means I need to practice it more. But the thing that doesn't help is failing and then turning around and berating yourself. Um, I think it's a very powerful book. Um, but positive self-talk talk is a lot uh, uh, about that. So um, uh, it's about replacing negative thoughts with positive ones ultimately at the end of the day. So just be aware of if you do this to yourself, um, even thinking it, not even saying it loud, even thinking it can be detrimental. Um, you just got to be, be aware if, if you are down on yourself when you mess something up. It's okay to fail and you should let yourself know it's okay to fail. Um, self... Um, the negative self-talk is it can it can be very challenging to overcome those type of things. So you you should be looking to if you do do this, replace your negative kind of thoughts with your positive ones. Um, it's like for an example, one of the things I have here is um, oh God, I'm so stupid. Okay, instead of saying that, I'm not perfect, but I'm learning and growing. Um, if you can get yourself to immediately respond that way to a um, not successful outcome, then again, I think that you know, not trying to get all, you know, granola or whatever um, on things, but it, it's very, very important how you speak to yourself. And if you can change that mindset, if you can, it's like, oh, I'm bad. Uh, no, I'm, oh, I need to learn how to do that better is much more powerful to yourself and, and for your future growth. Um, focus on strengths and abilities uh, when you're feeling down if you can help uh, it can be helpful to focus on um, kind of your strengths right so if you can make a list of your strengths um, read it read it out loud um, I think that that you know it, it re-emphasizes that you know we have we do have a long way to go we're constantly working on things but here's things I'm already good at or things that I already know how to do that can be difficult in gaming I think um again we like i'm I'm platinum three and if i i played against some ascendants today and i didn't do poorly but i didn't do poorly because i didn't know that they were ascendant if i had known that they were ascendant going in i probably would have had a much harder time playing that because i wasn't thinking about the things that i do well i was thinking about i would have been thinking about the fact that they are literally two two ranks above me um in that aspect um, above all else, just be kind to yourself. 
Um, I think that not beating yourself up is the best way to grow. And if you can't learn if you're telling yourself how bad you do all the time. Um, yeah, so I'll kind of stop there. But positive self-talk I think is very important. And I think it, it's a, a strong, strong mentality pushes you to growth faster than grinding with a negative mentality. Um, so kind of putting that out there. And I think that I do get down on myself. I'm not going to say I'm perfect about this, but I quickly recover from those things by acknowledging that, I mean, look how far I've come in less than six months uh, or in about six months, right? So six months in, I went from silver to platinum three and twice actually, because after the reset, I went down to silver two again. So I've gone from silver to platinum two times in six months. Um, that's huge. And looking at those type of things is much better than going, oh, I just got shit on by some Sova um, on the scent, right? Like it be positive, be positive to yourself, be positive to your teammates. Um, I think it also helps you uh, be positive in uh, in communication as well. Um, so I I don't I think it's very powerful. Don't mean to be all all uh, shrinky on everybody, but I think it's very powerful. Um, all right, that's it. That's uh, that's this week. I'll recap a little bit here. So I kind of talked a little bit about strat uh, about um, performance anxiety uh, ways that I used to look at it: the performance versus the social. Um, and I recognized what was keeping me from wanting to play or what was keeping me from um, not being anxious while playing. And I've been looking for ways to mitigate uh, those pressures. I no longer feel kind of the I don't want to cue side, but I definitely experience anxiety in the middle of games, depending on how my confidence is waning. Um, two major ways that I mentioned um, that I do it visualization, which is before the fact, before going in. Um, I do this every Saturday night before I know I'm going to be on stream with Rahujin. Um, I try to imagine um, myself succeeding. And uh, like I said, it doesn't always work, but I'm not anxious going into the stream. I'm not anxious queuing up. I'm not anxious the first round. Um, what I have to figure out now is how to fix the um the confidence waning during the game and i mentioned kind of breathing techniques there are some other things there are stress techniques um that you can do uh like um, tension um like clenching your fist and um and releasing trying to to build up your tension and release the tension and that can help a little bit um i don't find that that helps me as much uh, outside of like when I have to do a presentation or something in front of a large group, the stress techniques are things that I do because um, you can't really breathe uh, in the middle of a presentation because there's a lot of silence there. Uh, the last thing is positive self-talk. Again, I think finding ways to reduce the negative statements you say to yourself go a long way to help you improve and grow. And I think that it also helps with communication to your teammates who might be one being down on themselves or two, just not playing well. Um, figuring out how to be positive to yourself can really help you be positive uh, to others. And I think this game, you, your games are a lot more fun when everyone's having a good time. And part of that is just not being stressed out. Um, all right, that's it. 
thank you all for hanging out. Next week, I actually do want to talk about communication. Um, it's also possible that I'm going to do kind of a throwaway episode um, if I don't have time. So uh, Mother's Day is next week, and I don't know that I'll be able to dedicate time to uh, doing um, a full-fledged podcast. So I might do something like a storytelling one. Maybe I'll tell like the history of um, I don't know how I met with Hujin or something. That question comes up a lot too. So I don't know. I might do a storytelling one, kind of a throwaway fun episode. Uh, we will see. Thank you all for hanging out. I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you all next week.